0: I, Charles the Fourth, who is it the third? Bloody it We will supply for the de of
1: Let the. Let me report. put it to it you! If yes, you win by one, you've oh, won. The phone, the phone went over the side of the This is time to
2: destroy the. Move I just, I just
1: think it. everyone should, think should be sure. What
3: the fuck is going on? Part of the Acast Creator Network and also available on Patreon.
1: Hello. I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to my podcast, where each week I ask the question, as indeed everybody is asking the question this week, what the fuck is going on? on? Whatever you think of her, she had become such a part of our lives for so long that we will all miss her you see the conservative party love this country they tell us every time they speak how much they love it they want the whole world to look at us in awe and they've managed it because now every country in the planet is looking at us going "Ah, what the fucking hell's going on in britain This is true. I know a foreign correspondent who's been in Ukraine this week who interviewed someone in a village that was being shelled by Russians who said, Oh dear, you're from Britain. You have my sympathy. It is such a mess there. If this goes on for another six weeks, they'll be taking us in. Thousands of us will be fleeing to Ukraine as refugees while kind people in the villages let us sleep on their settee while they say, We get the odd Russian shell through the roof, but at least you are not living under your fruit government anymore. People in Somalia and Syria must be watching this on the news, telling their children, Well, it makes you grateful that we live somewhere that isn't quite so ridiculous. It must be possible that by Christmas the whole country will be sectioned by the United Nations and placed in a secure unit where we're not allowed near a tin opener in case we do any more damage. Eventually, it was clear that every single policy that Liz Truss had insisted upon six weeks ago was impossibly disastrous. So then she insisted that she was the right person to carry out the exact opposite. She was like a surgeon who says... I'm certain that the only way to treat this patient's tonsillitis is to shove a grapefruit up his arse. And then the next day he says, I am aware that I didn't present my policy as well as I could have, but I have sacked the cleaner and I am now the best person to get the grapefruit back out again. Two days later, she told us, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. Although her method of fighting was to not turn up and then to quit. She might as well have said, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I'm retiring to run a garden centre in Eastbourne and sent it on an email. So then they had a vote about fracking and none of them knew what the vote was for. Some of them probably thought it was a three-line whip to save Tony Adams on Strictly Come Dancing. And then it was reported that some of them were physically bullied into voting. And then Jacob Rees-Mogg was making statements such as... In a vote of this magnitude, one must expect that the severing of a finger by a gangster from Bethnal Green was a perfectly respectable method of suggesting that they should back the motion. It got to the point where literally everyone was calling for Liz Trust to resign. Dick and Dom H from Steps, I expected programmes on CBeebies to start with a presenter saying, Hello children. Today... We're going to jump up and down and sing a song are you ready join in it goes like this bloody well resign you fucking useless twat so now they're trying to pick a successor and they're clearly under the control of someone who writes soap operas at the point where the soap opera has to be madder than ever as the ratings have collapsed so boris johnson will probably return but in the special episode at Christmas, we'll find out he's not Boris Johnson. He's Boris Johnson's twin brother. At first, they kick Johnson out because under his leadership, they might be reduced to 150 Tory MPs at an election. Now there's a chance he'll be back as 150 is the best they can hope for. So Tories on the news are asked questions such as, what measures should now be taken to unify the party? And they reply, Oh, Mum, I'm frightened.
2: I want to go
1: home. More traditional Conservative MPs are saying in interviews, I've been a loyal member in Hampshire for 38 years, but given the current situation, I feel the country would be governed much better if we were invaded by ISIS. This is why I have tabled a motion that the infidel must be slaughtered mercilessly, death be upon them in mighty vengeance, and I'm hoping to get the backing of at least some Liberal Democrats on this one. And all this talk about stabilising the party means it's clearly the priority. So they don't have time to consider the less important issues, such as how half of us might lose our home and entire cities will have to huddle together with a giant hot water bottle to keep warm. And their reason for not holding a general election is the rules say that we don't have to have one, which is true just as there are no rules against sticking your knob into a wasp's nest. But sometimes it's best to do what's right and proper, even when the rules don't insist on it. So it's terrible, terrible, terrible. And yet, are you even human if you're not enjoying it? It's not just the jollity of observing these characters who are scrambling to climb out of the cesspit of pomposity and incompetence that they built themselves. It's also because this madness represents a defeat for an ideology that a year ago looked unstoppable because it had been advanced by an apparently powerful group that wanted Britain to leave the EU and cut the top rates of tax to the lowest in the Western world, and they boasted of making Britain like a giant Singapore and hoped to dismantle the welfare state, and it was all going to plan, but now it's in tatters and so we're owed this. It should all be on giant screens in public squares, and we can have a beer and watch Suella Braverman firing bacon rolls from a cannon screaming, that's a meal, not a fucking tofu! While Grant Shapp sings top of the world by the Carpenters, dressed as a badger in a competition of the masked singer, Nadine Doris screams, bring back Boris he's the greatest man that ever lived you traitors! While Nadine Zahawi squirts angel delight at her from a hose, and we can enjoy every minute and now let's go over to BBC One's coverage of Liz Truss where we rejoin Hugh Edwards it's now three days since the sad announcement of the end of Liz Truss's career a nation still in shock as we come to terms with the departure of a figure who's been a constant fixture in all our lives for just over six weeks. The queue now stretches all the way across Albert Bridge, people having taken the day off work and travelled here from all over the country so they too can sign the book and say, Thank fuck she's gone. And now we're looking at pictures of her in the early days of her reign, way back in September. She seems happy there, carefree, skipping in the field with Quasi Quarting as they plan to destroy the economy. And we're back live now, as a lone piper plays a lament for the pound as tributes continue to flood in. From France, President Emmanuel Macron says, I barely got to know her. Thank Christ. At least she won't have to worry, now, whether I'm a friend or a foe. Kel Abru. President Biden, I think, spoke for us all when he said, trickle down on that, as he put up his middle finger, adding, I never thought that I would come across anyone more moronic than Donald Trump, but congratulations to Britain. you found her. Our programmes will continue throughout the day, as we remember this remarkable lady. Now, as anybody knows who has ever tried to work out what the fuck is going on, even in normal times where only 30 or 40% of the population is asking what the fuck is going on rather than every single person in the country, you need expert advice. And I am so lucky that this week I have with me Jan Ravens, who is so expert that she can actually be one of the major people who's just
2: <laughs> who's just <laughs> so major who's just
1: <laughs> shat the country into a great big heap of of mental illness?
2: <laughs> oh god! I mean, hello everybody. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still sort of slightly reeling actually from uh, from yesterday. I kind of. I mean, I think everybody when when Liz Truss appeared, you know, uh, uh, first of all, like in twenty fourteen, and uh, you know, doing her kind of that is a disgrace. You know, <laughs> pork markets, you know, <laughs> apples, cheese, and everyone was going, "Who is this woman?" I mean, uh, the the thing some politicians present themselves kind of ready made as characters, and she sort of presented herself as this kind of, you know. The little girl whose daddy had always told her she was funny, you know, was constantly <laughs> looking out for the laugh and the round of <laughs> applause. And um and so I, I kind of developed this character. And and then when we first started doing her on um uh on Dead Ringers, I think when she was made foreign secretary, and literally I did I did this more. So it's, you know, I'm Liz Truss, you know, the foreign secretary. And I just literally came out with this. Oh, I know because I kind of thought <laughs> it's like she couldn't believe it, and neither could we. You know, nobody could believe that she was the face of Britain around the world, and then she became the bloody prime minister. I mean, it sort of it begged belief, didn't it? And sure enough, it, it did
1: beggar a belief. belief. One of the amazing sort of things that I noticed about so. Yeah. You know, I know that when you – and I remember talking to you once about doing Theresa May, uh, which you did so well, and how it changed over the sort of period – what was she prime minister for, two years or whatever Mm – and how she changed, and we might come on to that in a bit. But Liz Truss managed to change even more, I think, in her 44 days because I saw a marvellous bit you did where you were doing the blinking, but by the end, your parody of her blinking was less than she was actually doing because she –
2: yeah. Well, and I, and I, th- I think, um, well, because because her natu- I think her natural way is to is to be that kind of yeah, it's me and hi, it's Lizzo here, you know, make with the positive waves. Um, but of course, when she became prime minister, she had to sort of um, try and sort of harness some authority, and so she was obviously having to go to a sort of huge amount of effort to keep her mouth. Closed and to sort of not go into this great big (laughs) grin and to sort of keep it, you know, you know, keep it sort of keep the mouth of Jude and also she sort of got into like you say the sort of the blinking but sort of narrowing the eyes like a sort of Bond villainess, you know, and and trying to look like she yeah like she had some authority and um and that, but 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 I think you could. You could sort of see the, uh, you know, the, the high cortisone levels. You know, you could see the stress rising. You could see uh, that she was beginning to feel, you know, all the PMQs, and you know, she was just like so uncomfortable, and 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 her voice did actually get tenser, um, and you know i'm a fi-, you know I, I can't even quite remember actually, but you know, that that when she said, i'm a fighter not a quitter oh yeah yeah it was almost oh like do it
1: was do it do it for us like, do it say i'm a fighter not a quitter
2: i am a fighter not a quitter <laughs> but it's but it was almost like she was sort of, um you know tamping down you know, if she didn't shout she'd burst into tears that kind of tension mm. you know and, she wasn't um, far
1: off tears was she
2: no no I, I, and and i think i think she must have just been so relieved in the end but what i can't understand i mean i i i i put something online yesterday that wasn't actually sort of particularly funny because i kind of it was just sort of saying you know i i finally realized that you know vaunting ambition and untrammelled self belief is actually not enough and it was almost like you know to start with she thought mm. it, you know it's like she thought it, well because how did she even think that it was a good idea for her to be prime minister, and, mm. and you know everybody was kind of thinking, surely not Liz Truss, and everyone was going, yeah, Liz Truss is, you know in the Tory party, yeah, Liz Truss, that's got to be, and and you know you'd you'd hear Tories being interviewed going, yeah, because Liz really delivers, you know she's very tenacious. You're thinking what, Liz Truss? Well, I guess it was
1: because she was the representative of a certain ideology and therefore the Daily Mail got behind her to stop Penny Morden Mm. and Rishi Sunak and so on. And they believe in that so thoroughly that, right, we want to turn Britain into a new Singapore, very low tax, all that ideology and so on. And she was their representative. So, yes, she'll do it. She'll do it. And then you come across it and... Well, we see it in our job, don't we? You know, you get people who just think, oh, yeah, like, do what it's like. It's like, um, no, it's as much now, but when I was younger and you get people who go, I'll oh, do it i fucking easy, do it comedy, you know, I can do that. I'll tell my mates, right? I fucking, they crack up, right? I'll tell them yeah. jokes now. <laughs> they fucking crack up. Well, I can do that. And then sometimes they would be at the store or something and they'd get up. And the first thing is the, the, the darkness shocks them. I can't, so they, they actually say what well, they get on stage and they go, Fuck! I can't see nothing. Hang on, uh, right? As a bloke, right? Fucking bloke. Oh, fucking Terry! What has it go? And they can't okay. do it. And that's this trust was a bit like that, but with being prime yeah. minister, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, totally out of her depth. And and I think what was what what's really sort of distasteful about the whole thing is is all you know. I find. Like Michael Spicer, you know, the room next door did that brilliant oh, yeah, thing yeah. about, you know, uh, I've just spoken to a Tory MP who said, you know, and they're all saying, you know, she should be fired out of a rocket <laughs> yeah. and she should be flushed down the toilet and, you know, all kinds of terrible, terrible <laughs> things that should happen and, you know, how, how awful it was. And, you know, like five minutes ago. These are all the people that were saying, yes, you know, Liz can do it, you know, and Liz, we trust and all that kind of thing. And, and the minute they sort of felt the, the tide turning and, and the, you know, the sort of the, the tide of opinion going, going against her. They all kind of went, yeah, yeah, she, get rid of her, you know, burn the witch. So I'm fascinated
1: by this, as I think all reasonable people should be. Liz Truss, and I hope she's studied. So I hope she's sort of, um, it's not all been in vain. I hope that she's studied in the future by psychologists and biologists and the way that people used to study the brains of criminals to see if they were slightly different. Mm-hmm. The, the 45 days of Liz Truss. So you think that the... the Blinking got worsted. The, the the voice became more tense. This fascinating is what happens to human beings when they're completely when suddenly they think, "Oh shit, I can't do this."
2: I I I, I mean, the whole tension thing obviously is at it's ap- apotheosis in Theresa May because she's that that whole kind of uh, holding herself in tension the whole time is it, like her sort of her whole manner. You know, the, the the mouth was tense. The body was tense. You know, that slightly stooped um, posture and the lips held very, very tight. The jaw incredibly tight. And that sort of diplophonic, you know, two voices at the same time. Very sort of overly precise enunciation.
1: Well, here's the thing. I found out this week I was completely, completely taken apart uh, by this. So I can't remember quite who, who, who it was who said it. But someone uh, said, I think I think it was something. Was Oh, I don't know, a shabby's mate. I can't remember. Someone said to me that uh, I saw a clip of you with Liz Truss, Mark. And I thought, "Nah, you've got that wrong. <laughs> and then three or four days later, they said, no, I looked at it again. It's definitely you with Liz Truss. Then what about this? This is peculiar. This week, I don't know if you saw, there was an ex uh, aide of Liz Truss, private secretary or something, who admitted in an interview that they often used to say uh whenever liz truss was asked to go on question time no she can't come on because a sort of vaguely close relative has died a minor she, relative she said, has died a minor <laughs> relative has died and then she said but eventually we had no choice we had to uh we had to say we would go on it and i and so as a result of that a couple of people on twitter have gone Yes, here she is. And here's a picture of her. And I saw one of these pictures and it's in Plymouth from 2012. And I'm sat next to Liz Truss. And I, for the life of me, cannot be remember. I remember being on it. I remember being with David Lammy. I remember we came back in the yeah. car together and he was very pleasant. I remember the whole, you know, the things were – I remember yeah. Melanie Phillips was on it and oh my but God. I don't remember, but it gets weirder because in the interview, the private secretary says, Liz Truss eventually said to me, all right, I will go on it, but not if the, if one person is on it. And the private secretary in the interview said, I'm not going to say who it was, but there was one person who I do not want to be on the panel with. And then I got there with her, and there he was. So he was. So it wasn't Melanie Phillips and the only other men on there With Jeremy Brown, a very nondescript, quite amiable Liberal Democrat, surely can't have been in, or David Lammy. Am I being big headed
2: here? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Was it? It's a great claim to fame, though. It's a great claim to fame. I was the man. (laughs) i I scared the prime minister (laughs) (laughs)
1: hey that's that's like being the little boy who's put a finger in the dike in the story do you think that's what Donna? do you think she saw she was probably really really competent before that and that all shatter up and now because of me the pound's worth about half a cent
2: yeah, I, maybe she was afraid <laughs> that Bart Steele's in town, coming to Norfolk, and she was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I did love um, the other day. I mean, she's 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 history now, Suella Braverman or Braverman. Or, uh, Braverman makes me laugh. Anyway, I wonder if Suella Braverman was named after Suella Ewing in Dallas, you know, because she's probably about the right age. So you know, remember? Do you remember Dallas?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. J
2: R so. JR, yeah. JR and Sue Ellen. Hey, Sue Ellen, you're a champ. You're a champ, Sue Ellen. You know, and Sue Ellen was this kind of terrible drunk and kind of uh, abused wife. And uh, it was just a funny idea that somebody would name a child something like so. Anyway, I but think anyway, she, was she
1: was named after something. Off, yeah. Sorry. I don't know.
2: Anyway, she she was doing her um uh, her speech in the Commons about you know the. The, the tofu eating guardian reading oh yeah yeah, karate, yeah yeah, all that nonsense and uh you know and um and talking about the the coalition of, of you know that we would have had a coalition of chaos you know with with labor and you're sort of thinking uh, i'm sorry and and yvette cooper handed her ass to her on a plate um yeah, yeah, I, I mean yeah. she totally sort of said I'm sorry, what are you saying? You know, you're talking about chaos on our side of the house. Have a look at yourselves. And Yvette Cooper is, so, I mean, she's sort of like such a stateswoman, and she's so articulate. She's so good at, um, you know, uh, in, in, when you see her in the Home Affairs Committee, something, t- taking people down. And you know, and Chris Bryant as well. He's really good at it, isn't he? Um, that, that yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, they're very articulate, yeah.
2: and 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 so sort of like... I mean, that's what I always liked about Keir was that he was forensic and he he could take people down. And he's kind of slightly been hoist by the petard of personality politics, hasn't he? Because, you know, people say he doesn't come over. And he's actually been a bit sort of
1: well no is. i think it's been uh, well yeah 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 i think well i think that's a whole different thing i think labour are being being forced into having to take sort of positions on something that makes them look new and radical in a way such as nationalizing the railways and so on and that's that's yeah. definitely helping them even more who knows you know i mean they're as we speak here, the last poll I saw had the Conservatives on 14%, which is sort of, which is going, they're going down at such a rate. By the time this goes out, they'll probably be quite a bit behind the IRA. <laughs> I- <laughs>
2: yeah. And Liz, and Liz Truss's popularity was apparently like. Almost as low as Putin's or
1: something, you know. Oh, that's brilliant. The Tories, the Tories.
2: And now Sir Graham
1: Brady is talking about changing the rules to allow the Russian leader to stand in the election. And certainly opinion polling does suggest (laughs) this this would result in a slight increase in which they would at least save two or three seats. (laughs) <laughs> so i have two very quick things to ask you yeah uh to finish up with firstly uh where can we hear you and you as all of these lovely people in well the um
2: I, I i i um yeah i i sort of i've been like putting bits and bobs on on twitter and instagram but uh i i've sort of been a bit of a radio for whore lately actually i've been you know uh, bobbing about doing I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue in just a minute so all those are coming up and of course there's another series of Dead Ringers in uh, in December um,
1: Nothing wrong so with being well. a Radio 4 whore and, <laughs> uh, and my very final question to you would you be good enough to say what the fuck is going on as Liz Truss
2: What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I know <laughs>
1: Thank you so much, that's brilliant.
2: What the fuck is going on? What
1: the fuck, what the fuck is going on? The prospect of Boris Johnson returning has divided the Tory party, but one MP is very much in favour of the idea, and so let's hear the views of Nadine Boris. Can I ask who you'll be backing in the leadership contest?
3: Are you joking? Are you asking me? I'm backing Boris. Even if he's not standing, I'd still vote for him. I voted for him before he was born.
1: Doesn't it concern you that he's already been rejected by the party once?
3: Yeah, rejected by a bunch of losers. It's like Big Eddie who ran the Eagle and Child back in the day. They sacked him for robbing the fruit machine and getting three of the barmaids pregnant. Six weeks later, he was back. Then a week later, the pub burned down and he claimed the insurance. But we're all human. He got all the big decisions right. The right crisps, everything...
2: Do you think Boris Johnson can win?
3: Of course he's gonna win! Who are you gonna have instead? Penny fucking Mordant! The shit house. She's worse than Liz Truss she is. By the time Penny Morden's finished, the pound'll be worth a fucking penny.
1: So if Boris Johnson wins, should he call a general election?
3: No, he's already got a mandate. The only time you had a mandate was when you went on grinder. You and your twiggler cock. I bet you couldn't get three barmaids pregnant. I'd like to see you in the Caribbean in your shorts. You'd scare the fucking sharks away, you shithousey little house Oh, what the fuck
1: is going on? Thank you so much to... Those of you who are now supporting us on Patreon. And it's because of you that we can continue our quest to find out the answer that, well, when we started this podcast, there was about 10 people in the world asking it. Now there are billions. What the fuck is going on? If you would like to join these wonderful, virtuous, radiant Patreon people for as little as £2 a month, just follow the link on our Twitter page or go to www.patreon.com and type in what the f is going on most people will answer i don't know i've been asking that as well if you really want to know what's going on for just 4 pounds a month you'll get a longer ad free version of the episode with no annoying with no ads at all even if they're not annoying which they all are uh, there'll also be extended interviews bonus sketches this week there's fred truman um, it'd be really, really, a really deep, insightful little piece from him uh, about infighting in the Conservative Party. And you get it on Sunday nights, unlike everybody else who has to wait until Monday morning, which could be several prime ministers that you miss. Uh, you'll also be able to watch the Ask Me Anything session, which I did the other day, which uh, uh, people ask me anything. And thanks to everybody who joined in with that. We'll definitely be doing that again. So go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on to join. The WTF community, as I think we can now officially call it. Uh, the uh, the only announcement I've got is the one that I've been making every week for several several months now, which is I've got a whole load of live shows coming up. They're all over the place. Uh, there's got Blackheath halls. I th- I think there are. I think there's about 10 tickets or something. They're just relieved for that. That's in uh, Blackheath in South London. And then uh, and then there's one in Kettering, which for some reason, that's the one. I don't know why. And Kettering, there's, uh, it's a quite a big place in Kettering. And there's, there's still quite a lot of tickets for that. So just come, if you can't get to any of the other ones, like, for example, if you live in Paris and you couldn't get to the one I did in Paris, come to Kettering. And it'll be a beautiful day out. And it's 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 lovelier than Paris, actually, much more of a tourist attraction. So other than that, people have been getting in touch with us on our Patreon account, as well as on Twitter, wanted to know what the fuck is going on with certain things. Now, this really is a question that in different ways, I would think several hundreds of people have asked this. Um, Mark Cowan on Twitter, for example, when you decided on a name for your podcast, did you ever in your wildest dreams expect this? (laughs) Exactly, Mark. Exactly. What the fuck is going on was a little bit spicy as a title for a podcast. And now everybody asks what the fuck. Now, if you go and see your gran, who's 93 and has been president of the Methodist Church, since 1952, she'll say, here, yeah, what the fuck's going on? Everybody, everybody's asking. I know it's Giles Brandreth, who is not sort of, you know, he's of a, he's of a certain sort of, of, he has a certain sort of cachet as an ex-conservative MP who's uh, very much the embodiment of Radio 4. You know, he's probably not far from what Thora Heard would have been at one point. And he regularly posts himself wearing a jumper saying what the fuck is going on with the slogan that, that it looks a little bit like our one and uh, yeah, fair play to the people have gone, he's trying to nick your slogan mark but he's really not it's it's brilliant it's like um, you know it's like if you uh, if you say something worth saying like I have a dream in 1960 when Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. And everybody else was saying, I have a dream. I don't suppose Martin Luther King was going around going, that's my slogan, you fucking thieves. I'm sure he was very pleased. And um, and, and so am I that that now on Antiques Roadshow, before we look at this particular sideboard, we have to ask what the fuck is going on. That is uh, that is just a de rigueur. And you're quite right. Uh, to ask the question, Mark. And the answer is, no, I didn't, in my wildest dreams, expect this. It now seems quite likely on this this morning, I've just heard someone on the radio say, they would say it is probable that Boris Johnson is about to come back as Prime Minister. (laughs) And now, what? nothing would surprise us, as we know, if Walpole came back. I thought he was dead. No, no, he's been living in Argentina. He's 260. Louise Keane on Patreon asks politicians and the media often go on about think tanks and quote them as though they are some great oracle who will explain all the mess we're in and have a solution as to what we can do to improve things do you think it's about time what the fuck is going on registers as an official think tank (laughs) so you would have more clout that's brilliant louise that is So good, uh, that would be, and that would happen because classically, I mean, the Taxpayers' Alliance is the one, isn't it? I had a programme I was driving along a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't intended to listen to about the people at Tufton Street, and these are the sort of think tank people. They're the people who devise the strategy for Brexit and so on. And uh, Alistair Campbell refers to them quite often. And I think the Taxpayers' Alliance uh, were an organisation that comes out. Now, clearly, this is not the taxpayer. That's everybody. Everybody who is everybody has paid tax. So that's you might as well say a human being alliance. Now we have uh, so so. Uh, Sir Neville Thunderstruck from the Human Being Alliance, and then they claim to be from somebody representing, as as someone from the Human Being Alliance, and therefore representing human beings, I think it's about time we brought back the birch, and I should be allowed to administer the birch. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's a very fine point of view, Sir Neville, and you do speak for human beings, having set up a thing called the Human Being Alliance. It's a shite, the Taxpayers' Alliance is just, it's mental. We're all taxpayers. But I wonder whether we could all join the Taxpayers' Alliance if we're taxpayers and then elect to uh, a new constitution for the Taxpayers' Alliance uh, or a new policy for the Taxpayers' Alliance, which we think that, that anyone who was in the original Taxpayers' Alliance should pay every single penny they have in tax and give away all their pets as tax. Um, I absolutely agree with you, uh, Louise Keane. The, uh, the, the think tanks are just create, and then somehow so frustrating that the certain people in, in in news outlets and so on seem to fall for it, and then they're on Question Time. So I agree, and I think that then we would have um, any one of you who sort of in uh, uh, who follows the podcast could then be on Question Time. And with us this week, we have Louise Keen from the What the Fuck is Going On alliance um, a think tank set up in in south london louise what do you think well i just think we have to ask what the fuck is going on big round of applause and uh, and then we'd probably be entitled to some sort of um funding callum forrester uh, callum forster sorry on twitter says why do people bother with cantaloupe melons they're just not as good and smaller what the fuck is going on they're them sort of perfectly round Green ones, aren't they? The, the sort of or the, the sort of slightly scaly ones, rather than the beautiful coloured ones that are bigger. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, you know, um, Shappy is is a big fan of. Uh, uh, melons now this is ve- this is very much a question that i would ask of uh, if she was around but she's on the isle of wight uh so i will i will come back to you now i'm not trying to be a politician i do think that's a very important question i will come back to it later paul at paul and then a load of numbers says can you run faster when you're pissed no of course not of course you can't run faster when you're pissed paul you might think you're running faster but that's no absolutely not Look at any random uh look at any random footage of the of an Olympic race from a hundred meters to the the marathon and how often have you gone that bloke's pissed and then he's won or she i' That would be amazing. I think Bolt would have had it a go, uh, given it a go, wouldn't he? When Bolt was so far ahead of everybody else that he could sort of slow down in the last few strides and wave at the crowd and all those sorts of things, uh, I think at that point, maybe... Maybe that would have been when he could have done it, when he could have stood at the – when all the rest of them are just doing that hyper-focus glare forward and just all their biceps sort of rippling and all that. And Bolt was sort of doing his archer thing and wandering about looking really cool. At that point, if he'd done a bottle of vodka in and then won the 100 metres, then he'd be worth celebrating. Thank you very much. I hope that's answered all your questions. Although the main one is, uh, and <laughs> even since I've, even in the 15 minutes that I've been saying this, I would imagine something else utterly stupid and ridiculous has happened, like uh, we've become part of Argentina. Now, even in normal times, if you want to know what the fuck is going on, you're going to need the voice of the youth, or at least people who are more youthful than yourself. But at the moment, I'm so glad I bred someone many years ago so they can try and explain how this looks from the perspective of someone who was born before, no, after I was, (laughs) after I was. (laughs) Elliot Steele, how are you? I'm very, very hungover. Are you in bed? Yes.
0: What time did you get in? Do you want, do you want the real answer or the fake answer? Both.
1: Uh, I'd like to say two, but it was actually six. Six? Yeah. Six? Oh, I think it's brilliant when you get in at six. I mean, it's a long time since I've done that, and I don't suppose I'll ever do it again, And uh, you know, except when I'm coming back from some sort of operation. In years to come. But uh six. Wow. Yeah. Did you have a a drink at any point?
0: Ah, uh, a few. I'm really paying for it now. My <laughs> hangovers are getting worse as well. Your
1: hangovers are getting worse. Yeah. You're my son. Yeah, they're getting like it's just now getting like actual torture. That's bad when your kids are do I remember Jeremy saying that he was he really felt old when his daughter came up the stairs and went, what did I come up here for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know how aware you are of the current state of play with our, our the country that uh, you know, I've I quite unfairly brought you into. But at the moment, as we sit here at the moment, Boris Johnson is looking like he's going to get his 100 MPs to back him uh, or looks like there's a very good chance of that happening. It may not. And if he gets the 100 MPs and it goes to the Tory members, all those fucking demented old swats with huge lawns and the bloody grandfather clocks, they're, um, they'll get in again, won't he? Oh, I'll just fucking let him do it. Who cares?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't care anymore. I'm just... I'm tired. <laughs> fucking just let him... Working, That's I'm the working.
1: voice of you. That's the radical voice of you that has shaped... <laughs> that, do you know what? These kids in Iran who are out bloody uh, risking their lives, they want to listen to that sort of inspirational voice from the (sighs) British youth. um, What difference difference is it really going to make in my life?
0: I'm still going to fucking do what I'm going to do, aren't I? I'm just going to get on. I
1: just, what, I don't know. Oh, do you know, when I hear, when I hear that level of engagement with what's (laughs) going on in the country, it makes me so proud. (laughs) Oh, what difference does it make? I uh, I wonder if there are any precedents in history for bad people taking over because people are gone, oh, what difference does it make? Fucking Second right, Third rights, all the rights are the same.
0: Well, yeah, well, maybe that's why, you know,
1: they had the Beer Hall (laughs) butch so everyone was hung
0: over and then they were like, oh, fuck. I can't be arsed. Let him have his coup. Fuck it. I'm hung over. Would you want me – I I don't know. This is – This is the voice of the youth. Get Jeremy Paxman on here if you want an actual political opinion. I'm not. I'm not going to. Jeremy Paxman. He's about eighty. All right. Well, he's the only person I could think of who was slightly political. I'm
1: not (sighs) firing on all cylinders today. Oh my god! Is everyone your age like this? Um. So this this is a man who has had to be who has broken all the rules. Who has. Called Brexit got Brexit done. All of that, all the fucking chaos that's a result of that, and has made the country a total, total, total laughing stock to people all around the world. Are going, Jesus, what is wrong with that mental country? And that's why that's the reason. Oh, ah, yeah, whatever. It's like it's like as as uh, producer Pete was just saying. It is viewed of the. Of rules is like if the bloke who kicked you in the nuts if the person that was in a competition the bloke who completely illegally and outrageously kicked you in the nuts then went fuck it i don't i don't go by your rules i go by the rules where i'm allowed to kick someone in the nuts and then all the other players have gone you can't do that it's against the rules fuck it i'm pro the rules i kick people in the nuts <laughs> and now he was like the jujitsu champion of the world and people were going this is terrible we can't have this bloke and then so then he gets thrown out and then six weeks later the new person who's so incompetent that they forget to bring all the fucking costumes to the jujitsu competition is sacked so then he comes back oh and then but no you can't not hear
0: me Who kicks people in the
1: nuts? (laughs) I yes, but I might not have been me kicked you in the nuts. The photographs might might have lied. And anyway, I'm popular. people want to be kicked in the nuts. That's what it's like.
0: But who else who else? I don't understand who like I don't understand how he's allowed to do it.
1: When people say who else is there, do you know who else there is? Fucking anybody! Your grandma! Rolf (laughs) Harris! Anybody, fucking anybody. Doris next door. Doris, the Prime Minister has appeared at Downing Street to make a a statement. And there's fucking dog shit all over the fucking road. (laughs) You think when you live in fucking Downing Street that there'd be no fucking dog shit. But there it is. I just. Thank you, Prime Minister. Click, 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 (laughs) click.
0: I think last night. Uh, at the point where I was slurring my speech and falling all over the place, I would have still been a better prime minister or even in the hungover state I'm in now. I think if you put... I, I generally think if you put me in office, I'd last longer than 45 days.
1: What, uh, what law do you think you would have passed at five o'clock in the morning? Oh, um,
0: no. The, the Chinese shops have to stay open. Oh, Okay. They
1: have, to, they have to stay open for a you bit. You didn't they, they, smash the windows in Chinatown on account of them not getting up out of bed to serve you with a crispy duck, did you? <laughs> no, I ain't committed. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> imagine, imagine I had. Imagine I came on this podcast and I'd be like, look, Dad, I've, I've committed <laughs> some, some real real hate crimes last night. It's probably it's probably best you get me. You, don't, you, you delete every episode I'm on. because <laughs> it. Like you've got, you've got to shred a lot of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you haven't been sort of shouting bits of
1: like random quotes from Mao's Red Book. That's what Labour did at one point, didn't what, they? Shout- no, John McDonnell. Jo- no, John McDonnell tried to do a joke about nationalised railways, and uh, it was a joke that was. Um, it, it was a joke that George Osborne had said the same thing that Chairman Mao had said, and he he got the joke all wrong. And it and then it, you know, oh now they're quoting from little, but it's a jo- it was a joke that right. was that was clearly 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 John McDonnell was not saying. I think we should run this country along the lines of Maoist tungs Red Army As- <laughs> as expressed in his famous little red book why won't the prime minister i put it to the prime minister why will he not run the country along the lines of mao's little red book and shoot all the sparrows and make us ride on bikes and arrest four people and have them on jail in public television but at least at least then we'd be getting
0: something done if we were doing that at the moment we're not even we're not even close to any of that Right. Do, you remember, do you remember when everyone was like, oh, we've locked down, Boris Johnson's going to start a dictatorship? And you're like, they can't. They haven't, got, they haven't got the brains to do a dictatorship. They haven't got any of that, that ability. You look at this government now and it's just a complete bit of chaos. I genuinely don't understand how Boris Johnson... How do you get fired from your job and then come back to your job? Six weeks later. It's like Nuno coming back to wolves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but well, Each was just sacked because they were they, you know, they lost at home to Leicester or whatever. I mean, but uh, Boris Johnson is, but no, what, he, he's not just been sacked, he has been brought down by he, he has been brought down because he was so unpopular that he couldn't even retain he, the Conservative Party under him couldn't even win seats with 2025000 20, majorities because he had been seen to break all of the laws that he himself instituted and then denied doing that and that everything else in his life has pointed to the fact that he would do that and now people had accepted that including his own MPs so it's it, i think Nuno's crimes I, I probably don't quite amount to that <laughs> But the,
0: but the, the, you By can't not sorting out the defense against mm-hmm. free kicks. Mm-hmm. But, you can, but this is the thing: is like it just makes a mockery of politics. You can't just come back after you've uh, like literally your entire party had to get you to leave because you wouldn't leave after you were caught partying during lockdown. Um, I mean, which I I understand. Like I do have some sympathy, like with him being hungover and having to do his job. Like as soon as I'm doing that this minute, and it is fucking hot. <laughs> You're living difficult. the you're living the ex and future prime minister's life as we speak. Yeah, I just I just <laughs> it is I you know I I, I sympathise with him on that front.
1: You haven't got seven or eight kids. I don't know about of you that you no, don't, don't ever see. I don't, I don't know. Does he have seven <laughs> or eight kids? Well, he's got six, but he, at least, but we don't know uh, oh. the others. He doesn't bother seeing them. Why do, Why are people? Well, he sees we allowing, the two we carry, but he doesn't see the first four. How? Why are we allowing
0: this to happen, just as a nation? It, we're just. This is what we. This is what we deserve for not having three pm kickoffs televised. <laughs> and then now this guy's coming back, and all while this is going on, I I have to watch Gillette Soccer Saturday and, and not be able to watch the actual games. Like why are we? Why why are we
1: calling ourselves first world? Yeah, it's a a very good point, and I think you've – well, thank God. Thank God I've (laughs) – thank god i've got you to explain the point of view of the youth other other programs where they go well, now what's the point of the youth we've gone out today in uh, we we've, we've gone out today in in barnet to discover what the youth are thinking yeah like i think we need to like change the constitution me and my mates and stuff we've got our shit together and we've produced this like 10,000 word report on how we think that the government could run things together and i think your contribution this morning has been very much like that <laughs> I will fucking go
0: <laughs> give, watch the mass report if you want some real hard-hitting youth satire where every joke is just Boris Johnson looks like he has a wig. <laughs> and, that, and that, you know, at least, at least
1: I'm honest. Okay. Thank you very much, Elliot Steele. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've liked it, rate it. And if you could be bothered, write a review. If you can't be bothered absolutely, definitely write a review. If there is anything at all that you think I should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it, not that hard to find things at the moment, please send me a message on Twitter at WTF is going on pod, and we will look at all the messages that you send. If you would like to become a WTF supporter for us, little as £2 a month and get early access to ad-free extended versions, please visit a Patreon page. What the fuck is going on was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests, Jan Ravens and Elliot Steele, voices by Sarah Alexander. It was written by Mark Steele and Pete Sinclair, music by Willie Dowling, produced by Mike Benwell. What the fuck is going on was brought to you by WTF Productions.